Ayanda, please sit down. Huh? Kariso, have you taken a bath? What? Jessica, would you like a burger or a pizza? Yes, mom. Now repeat after me. Don't talk to strangers. What did I just say, Tando? You said, don't talk to the strangled, mom. Does this sound familiar to you as a parent? You're probably thinking that your child might have a hearing problem. So, you've taken them to the doctor and the doctor says there's physically nothing wrong with his or her ears or hearing. So, what now? Welcome to another episode of Learning with Lindo. And our focus for today is auditory processing disorder, which might explain the scenarios that you've just heard. Auditory processing disorder, also known as central auditory processing disorder, is often confused as a physical hearing problem. But it isn't. I can assure you, your child can hear well. They just struggle to process what you are saying. This could be due to a number of reasons. Now, what does auditory mean? Anything auditory is all input received by the brain through the ear. It's what we hear. What does it mean to process? To process means to break down and understand things in a systematic manner. So it must follow an orderly fashion. Now, when a child has an auditory processing disorder, they can hear you right, they sure can, but they struggle to understand what you're saying. Auditory processing disorder is a condition that impacts the brain's ability to filter and interpret sounds. People with auditory processing disorder have normal hearing abilities, so their hearing is just fine, but their brains have a hard time receiving, organizing, and making sense of the sounds that they receive. Now, this would weaken any child's decoding skills. For any individual to understand what they are hearing, so for you and I to understand what you're hearing now, there are four important factors that come into play. Number one, you need to be able to notice and distinguish between distinct and separate sounds. This is called auditory discrimination. This skill is important as it helps an individual to be able to tell similar but different words apart, like pet, bat, cat, and chat, or 70 and 17. These words are not homonyms, and although they follow the same rhyme scheme, they still sound different. But the brain of a person with auditory processing disorder cannot tell them apart. Kids with processing difficulties also have trouble rhyming. This is mainly because their brain is not detecting that these words sound the same. Number two, you need to be able to differentiate important sounds from background noise to be able to follow verbal instructions or pick out one voice from auditory clutter. This is called figure-to-ground discrimination. So it's like a filtering problem where an individual struggles with distinguishing the auditory input that they should be focusing on in the midst of a noisy environment. And number three, You need to be able to remember things you hear. This is both in the short and the long-term memory. This is called auditory memory. Children weak in auditory memory have trouble remembering nursery rhymes, song lyrics, learning things through recitation, and remembering information unless it is written down. 
Number four, and which is the last one, is auditory sequencing. Sequencing means the order in which things happen. So a person who struggles with auditory sequencing will not be able to remember the order in which they hear things or the order in which things are said to them. As a parent or guardian, an educator or a caregiver, what should you be mindful of? What are the signs and the symptoms of auditory processing disorders that you should be looking out for in children? So, a child suspected of having an auditory processing disorder will have a difficulty in understanding speech, particularly in noisy environments or when more than one person is speaking, even when they are not speaking to them. They might also misunderstand what is being said or they might need a longer response time and this can happen quite frequently. You might also hear them asking people to repeat what they've said or to respond with word or they'll respond with words like huh or what during conversation. They might also have trouble telling where a sound is coming from or problems distinguishing distinguishing between similar sounds. They might have difficulty concentrating or paying attention and problems following or comprehending rapid speech or complex directions. So they might have trouble following a conversation when someone speaks really fast or following multiple instructions. They might also have trouble with learning or enjoying music, a difficulty in learning to read because a lot of reading requires you to hear sounds. And lastly, they might also have academic difficulties which include poor reading and verbal spelling. Because they have problems processing and understanding sounds, people with auditory processing disorders often have trouble with learning activities, especially learning activities that are presented verbally. Now, imagine if your child has auditory processing disorder and they are in a class where most of the most of the learning takes place through what they hear. It is also important to note that there's a considerable overlap of symptoms between auditory processing disorder symptoms and attention deficit hyperactive disorder symptoms. We're going to look at attention deficit hyperactive disorder in a few weeks, but the symptoms that overlap in both auditory processing disorders and attention deficit hyperactive disorders are distractibility, inattention, poor listening skills, academic difficulties, and difficulty following in directions. Now, how is auditory processing disorder diagnosed? The symptoms associated with APD are listed in the Diagnostic Statistical Manual of Mental Disorders under the Language Disorder Diagnosis Criteria. A multidisciplinary approach to a diagnosis will include professionals such as an audiologist, a psychologist, a speech language pathologist, and all of these professionals will administer different tests. These tests may ask patients to listen to tones and identify whether they are high or low and to listen to audio input and repeat back what they heard. This is meant to evaluate whether or not the condition is due to hearing loss or auditory processing disorders. Another reason for this test is to be able to assess your ability to hear and understand speech in a variety of scenarios. So this would include um, background noise, competing speech and rapid speech.
It is also meant to determine if you can pick up on subtle changes in sounds, such as a change in intensity or pitch. So they will uh, give you something to listen to and then they'll ask you, um, does this sound does it sound uh, higher? Does it sound lower? Is it quicker? Is it slower? And then you also, this test is also meant to gauge your ability to recognize patterns in the sounds that you hear. Another test that is administered is a test using electrodes and this is used to monitor your brain's activity when using headphones to listen to sounds. Clinicians will always make sure to rule out hearing loss and other conditions that may be causing these symptoms before a auditory and processing disorder diagnosis. Now the next question is, what could potentially cause auditory processing disorder? The reality is there isn't just one cause, but there are multiple risk factors and these are a neurological damage that occurs due to things such as degenerative diseases like multiple sclerosis or an infection like meningitis or a head injury. It might also be due to a recurring ear infection. It might also be a problem during or shortly after birth, which includes the lack of oxygen to the brain, low birth weight and or jaundice. There might also be delays or problems with the develop, development of the area of the brain that processes sounds. It might be genetic and sometimes it's neurological changes that are related to aging. Now, these uh, risk factors can be divided into two, which are developmental and acquired. The developmental risks have everything to do with delays in the maturation of the central auditory pathway. The acquired risks are factors which include low birth weight, maternal diabetes, heavy metal exposure, and ear infections. All of these are factors, are risk factors for symptoms that could present as auditory processing disorder. Now, is auditory processing disorder treatable? Unfortunately, auditory processing disorder is a lifelong disability. Is a lifelong disability. And while interventions are available for individuals of all ages with APD, Experts agree that early diagnosis and treatment are better for symptom management given the brain's increased plasticity at a young age. So the earlier the intervention, the better. These are some of the accommodations that may be suitable in the classroom, the office and at home. So you could improve the acoustics of a place by closing windows, shutting the door or adding a rug to help absorb the sound in the room. You might also let the person sit closer to the source of the sound and away from other people, example, in the front of the classroom. It might also be important to eliminate other sources of sound from the immediate area where the person is. And it is also, to, it is also important to emphasize clear speech, so asking people to repeat themselves and to speak audibly. Uh, it's also important to provide written instructions whether it's on paper, via email, or on a whiteboard, and sometimes the use of assistive technologies like headphones, which is not, which is not a, uh, which is not a, a, a usual thing that you would find in public schools, especially in South Africa. Um, it's also important to be provided with a note taker or written summaries of classroom or discussion 
or work presentations and for teachers it is important to make frequent checks of comprehension and to ask learners what they hear and ask them what they understand this is also important at home when you are speaking to your children or giving them instruction uh, give them an instruction then ask them to repeat it and then ask them to let you know what they are about to do and it's also important to ask for information to be rephrased in simple terms in closing Auditory processing disorders highlight once again our need as parents, caregivers, guardians or just people around children to be mindful and aware of the difficulties that children face daily. It is not just laziness or a lack of impulse control. Our homes, our schools, our churches and all places of engagement should encourage inclusivity so that all children are seen and are afforded equal opportunities suitable to their needs. I once read a quote saying, everyone is a genius, but if you judge a fish by its ability to climb a tree, it will live its whole life believing that it is stupid. The same goes for every child. What are you doing every day as an investment to maximize your child's skills and progress? What do you say to them when they struggle with something? So next time your child is struggling with something, use simple instructions. Speak slowly or increase your volume. Don't yell or shout. Show a bit of patience. And sometimes, get them the professional help they need if a problem persists. I hope this episode has been an eye-opener and it's been informative. And I hope that today, your interaction with children is wrapped up in a little bit of kindness and thoughtfulness. And I do hope that you will share this podcast or the information with one or two other people. From Lindo, that's all for today. Thank you for listening and see you on the next episode on Learning with Lindo. Music